whenever I hear stuff like this, like when people are like, you know, oh, you know, money doesn't make you that happy, or like, you know, after this amount doesn't really do anything for you, it's like, yeah, you're probably right, but I'm just gonna check. <laughs> yeah, I would like to find out. I'd like to find I'm out. Gonna go <laughs> and, I'm gonna go ahead and test <laughs> for myself. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I can rule the world. I know I could be what I want to. I put my all in it like no days off. All right, we're live. Um, can I start the podcast doing something that you're gonna dislike? Can I complain? I want to complain. <laughs> oh, everybody wants that. I'm having a really shitty week and I'm having a horrible day. So basically, like, uh, personal life there's some stuff like we thought the pregnancy was gonna be one day or the due date was gonna be one day now it might be another day i don't have the supplies i need so i gotta go and buy the crap this weekend <laughs> that i think i need i'm really stressed about that at hampton we uh are dealing with like we're having to make like uh policies that i've not used to having to make like maternity leave and things like that so those conversations are exhausting to me and then um I got sick this week and I took this medicine that made me bloated. I don't know if you could tell by my face, but I've gained 15 pounds in the last three days. I feel like <laughs> you need to poke me with like a needle and I need to like let out air. I feel miserable. My All of my fitness gains that I've made in three years, it feels completely erased. Rank those from worst to least worst. The bloat is the number one worst thing. It has to be, right? It has to be. <laughs> but listen, I have a worst thing. Listen to this. You'll find this hilarious. I did David Perel podcast he asked me to look at his edits i log in let me read to you the first edit that he made to his <laughs> editor that i read it he said this is a note from david he goes hey can you remove the i love nazis part it's a little distracting clean it up <laughs> basically on the podcast he was like what do you like to read lately i was like oh you know i've been loving like history i've been loving war uh, in particular, I love Nazis. Like, I like reading about that. <laughs> and I just log in and I'm like, remove the I love Nazis part. And so anyway, I've had a hell of a day, dude. I feel bad. And it's like 11 a.m. Am I being, am I soft right now? Or, is, or should we just yeah. pull the plug on, on everything? Just, uh, Millionaire has uh, gas or whatever. <laughs> Hey, let's take a quick break to tell you about our sponsor. You know, finding a service solution that keeps your customers happy can feel impossible. Like trying to remember the name of that guy you literally just met at that networking event. And HubSpot Service Hub can help. So with the service solution part, at least it makes it easy. It brings service and success together on one powerful platform. With an AI-powered help desk and a chatbot to handle your frontline tickets so you could scale support and drive retention and revenue. Visit HubSpot.com slash service to learn more. By the way, really funny. We uh, we were at a dinner uh, with these guys who, like these other founder investor type guys, and then somebody was like, "Oh, do you want this?" And Ben goes, "No, nah, nah, I'm okay." They're like, "What? You don't like this?" He goes, "No, nah, I just I feel bloated." And then the whole table <laughs> turned and looked at him, and we we're like, "Are you a pregnant woman? Why are you saying you feel bloated?" And I was like, "I never heard a guy say I feel bloated." I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but I am saying you should never say it. It's just one of those It's the what? What was your list of like drinking from a straw? Holding a cup yeah, men don't drink from straws. Holding men a cup don't hold hands. cups. <laughs> Saying bloated is is now on that official list of, of yeah. never do it. It makes you look super soft. <laughs> men do not drink from straws. Men should never hold mugs or cups with two hands. That's a rule. You don't do that. Another rule that I'm thinking about making is if you get a drink and there's a lid on it, you always take the lid off. And <laughs> and for sure, for sure, men do not say bloated. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we could add that to the list. Add it to the list. All right, good, good. We got that settled. 
Um, okay, so besides your your petty complaints, um, where do you want to start? What do you got? So you have Facebook. Are you talking about the uh, Lex Mark interview? Mark. Yeah, yeah. So I name? see this thing. So so Lex Friedman does this interview with Mark Zuckerberg, and here's the setup about it. Like I don't know when Facebook rebranded to Meta, but I think it was like two years ago uh, or a year and a half ago, and um, changed the name Meta. People are like, okay, why? And he's like, because the metaverse and the metaverse might be, get on that bloated list as like words you should just never say it's like if i was like hey guys i'm logging into the information superhighway real quick it's like you know how they used to call the internet that like back in the 90s that's what they called the internet so so you know the metaverse was always this dorky thing and you know the problem with it was like people are like oh okay must be it's is it awesome is there something awesome i don't know about and then they're like so what what is it mark and he's like, well, it's um, digital identities and avatars. And, and they're like, oh, not, uh, we're LARPing now. We're not, what are we talking about here? And so then the demo. So Ari, Ari, can you pull this up? Pull up the initial demo where he was like, the future of work. Check it out. Facebook uh, for, uh, horizons or whatever. And he pulls up this. That's me. <laughs> exactly. this goofy avatar of sam par <laughs> if you're on youtube you can see it right out so it's this absolute cartoon like the sims version of mark zuckerberg standing in front of a tiny eiffel tower which makes no sense and they were like yeah like you don't need to do business meetings on zoom anymore you could do this and everyone's like i'll never do that and so you know Facebook's uh, stock price tanks. People are like, he's wasting all this money on the metaverse. He's, uh, you know, this guy's clueless and stock tanks. But I, I always believed, as you know, we are we are pro Zuck on this podcast. He's hard to bet against. Things. He's hard to bet against. So bet against. I start buying the stock. I'm like, I'm like that guy who liked the GameStop, you know, stock, and he's, I like the stock. I like the stock. By the way, did you see the movie that came out or the show that came out about that on Netflix? I'm going to watch it. Yeah, I'm watching it, it for it's, sure. It's pretty good. I would say I'll give it like a, it's a solid B plus. It's like a, for guys I like us, that, uh, it's entertaining. We're going to, we're going to make that the official rating of dab. We're going to call it dab. Decent at best. That's our <laughs> yeah. new rating. It's dab. How is that? It's dab. Yes, exactly. So, so anyways, um, we like the stock. We buy it because we believe that this guy is not going to go all in and lose. Now, fast forward about a year. In one year. Here's what the metaverse looks like now. He goes on Lex Friedman's podcast. It looks like him and Lex are talking to each other, but they're actually, whatever, thousands of miles apart doing this podcast. They're wearing the new like Quest device or whatever. And check this out. So this is unbelievably realistic. Like it looks identical to their face. Um, the freckles on their nose, the lighting, the, the, the mouth movements while they're talking. Like it's super, super realistic, which is funny because like, both of these guys barely move their mouth, actually. So it actually looks a little stiff, but it's because Lex Friedman and Mark Zuckerberg They're are stiff. the stiffest guys on the planet. So, you know, the guys who, like, don't show emotion. So it wasn't really that good of a demo in that sense. But kind of amazing. Now, it had, like, a black backdrop. Like, there was no... They don't have the background stuff built yet. But, yeah, so it, it, explain how that works. So basically, what I'm seeing is Lex and Mark are wearing what looks like an Oculus, but slightly different, but basically an Oculus. And then are there cameras outside no, of the... That's it. Wow. That's okay. it. So they're wearing this headset. And what, what happened is they both did this scanning process. So right now, it's not like the sustainable thing. But like that, that purple image is the 3D codec scan, basically. So they went and got this like scan done, which 
Today Got is it. like kind of the manual process to do this. But in the future, the device itself or your phone will be able to do this scan for you. You'll just, it's like a Xbox has a thing called Connect. I think it works the same way where it's basically like you stand in front of it one time. You look to the left, you look to the right, you look up, you say these 10 sentences, you move your hands around. And it's like, cool, I've now recreated you perfectly digitally from now on. Um, and by the way, this is going to be like the DMV also, because what ends up happening is whatever you look like when you got scanned, that's you online now. <laughs> and so like, I could be sitting there, hair disheveled, having showered, beard on my face. But if my avatar is when I looked my best, that's how everybody will see me in my meetings and on the podcast or whatever. It's like when you die and go to heaven, what do you imagine someone to look like? <laughs> you know, like which age, which age are they for eternity? That's sort of like this. <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel like or it should be feet? like whatever you remember them by. That's what you see. And so, you know, that, 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 that'd be my, that'd be my, my hope. But they, so right now they're doing this 3D scan. They create this advanced model. That's the thing. Like, why is this not released to everybody? Because they have to figure out how to do that scan just like on a phone uh, so that anybody could do it. But after that, the thing was incredible. And I just think the progress in one year from that cartoon. It's awesome. Uh, cartoon avatar in front of the Eiffel Tower to this is unbelievable. And now this, when you see this, you're like, oh, okay. Kind of get this metaverse thing. Like, uh, this is cool. Like, they were hanging out in a room. They could play ping pong together. They could do an interview together without ever having to travel, without ever having to leave their space. That is pretty impressive. Dude, what do you think about Mark Zuckerberg's patience when everyone was like, nerd? Like, what are you doing, dude? This is the stupidest thing ever. And like, he knew how amazing this was going to be. Dude, I just imagine like the Arthur fist. He just like clenches his <laughs> Arthur fist. And that's his only like yeah. outlet of emotion. And he's like, continue. Nothing, nothing. Like changes. he just has, he, he just like walks around with a notebook. And like, he'll just like cross a name off a list every once in a while of like <laughs> revenge. Haters. Got him. <laughs> or you'll just see someone it like, make fun with, of like goes, high school crush. <laughs> then it's the Winklevoss yeah. twins. And now the list is just super long. Like someone will like insult him in an interview and be like, hold that thought and pull up his notebook and just you see him write a note. He's and like, he put it down. Sean with Sorry, two A's or. <laughs> okay, no, 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 Mark. Uh, I like the stock. I like the stock. <laughs> Dude, he's totally pulled this off. We always have said this, but imagine this. Like, a guy who's been the top of the game since he was 20 years old, married to the same woman the entire time, has a happy family, has hobbies, has never had a major scandal, at least nothing involving his personality. Super ripped. Uh, Don't forget. Super ripped, fit, seems pretty nice. This guy's awesome, man. By the way, you just described LeBron James also. Exact, yeah. exact description of LeBron James also. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they are the same. They both were big shots at the age of 20. They're both ripped to certain degrees or different <laughs> degrees. Um, they both have never had major... Is LeBron, LeBron's been with us his like high school yeah. girlfriend forever, right? Yeah, yeah, They're yeah. married? Savannah, yeah. And, and he has a bunch of kids uh, and like, a great way, family, it seems like. I saw LeBron at the Wynn Casino one time, and I was like, LeBron! And then I go up to him, and I try to dap him up. And like his security was... Kind of, they were there, but like he was walking, so it was like... I wasn't bothering him. It was, it was clear I was being quick. I got off the blackjack table to just do it. And uh, when I tell you that my hand was a tiny pebble in this man's giant hand, I have never felt so, uh, honestly, so supported. I felt so like taken care of when I just put my hand in this guy's giant mitt. It was unbelievable to see a human hand just wrap my, my whole hand up. Yeah, women aren't the only 
people who like to be hugged and like everybody needs a big spoon and i found mine it's lebron james <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right so um, have you heard dude wait have you seen this thing zozo fit z-o-z-o-f-i-t no. oh was this the like motion capture thing it's it's a it's a suit this guy in ja uh, japan came out with this That's thing right. i've been like paying attention to this for 10 years it has never lived up to its hype <laughs> yeah. i've been about this forever <laughs> but it's a suit that they send to you it's a bodysuit. you put it on and they claim that it like knows all the dimensions of your body and then you could buy clothing that like fits perfectly to it things, it doesn't work things that sam's been telling me about for seven years denim Brett Adcock and ZozoFit. <laughs> <laughs> I love ZozoFit, man. I've wanted it to work because I've got huge thighs and a fat ass. And so finding pants, <laughs> finding pants for me. It's weird flex, but okay. <laughs> it's just, it, it is what it is. Just, well, explain this guy. So this guy is a Japanese billionaire, right? Like he's like a. He's he a Japanese billionaire. He came up with like a media company. That's originally, I think, how I found him. I think it was a media company. And then his new thing was he's going to start this clothing company and he's going to mail everyone a Zozo suit for free to get a so perfect fit, right? The like perfect fitting clothing. Turns out, I think the clothing company like didn't even do that well, but people were like, yeah, can I just get this Zozo fit thing and just use it for everything? Also, to like tell me if my muscles are getting right. bigger or if I'm losing weight. Like, tell me about it all. And so he just says, "All right, fine. It's a fifty bucks. Like, it's gonna be really cheap." And you use your phone. It's like um when you see like the Lord of the Rings movies being made and they're wearing these weird suits with these balls on them. It's basically that. It's a suit like that. By the way, and you like somebody should be making this for with just AI now. So um, you know, like calorie counting apps have been around forever. Yeah. And you used to have to manual, you know, you'd be like, okay, it's lunch. And you'd open my fitness pal or whatever. And you'd be like, I've been using my fitness pal every day for years. And you would, um, you'd be like, yeah, I had a chicken salad. They're like, how many ounces of chicken? It's like, I don't know, dude, I didn't weigh it. Uh, eight ounces. They're like, cool. Like light dressing or medium. And it's like, I don't know. That sounds like a personal question. What are you asking me about? Like, <laughs> and so you, you had to manually input all this. Well, now there's these apps like snap calorie and stuff like that. You just take a picture of the thing and it's like good enough now where it can actually guess the calories. Um, and, and there, I, I would say like, it's still not all the way there. Cause it doesn't know, let's say like how much oil was used in cooking this, for example, but that we're getting to that point where you can just take a picture and it knows the calorie count. Well, I think we're also going to get to the point where if I'm on some e-com site and I'm like, am I a large or a medium? I don't really know. I'm going to be able to click a button. It's going to turn, turn on my camera and it's just going to scan my body and be like, you're an extra large. I hate to break it to you. And like, <laughs> yeah, you, know, say, you know, that's what's going to happen here. You're six one, like 200 pounds. You don't wear mediums. In the metaverse, I could be any size I want, Sam, right? I might be a small to medium. I may be a medium. Um, but you get what I'm saying. Like, I think that this is all going to become like, oh, your phone can just do that now. You don't need to wear this haptic bodysuit from ZozoFit. Like, that's where this is definitely going. If I was like a really smart team that was like good with like a computer vision and that sort of thing, I would do something like this because it might not even work for the first year, but like two years from now, it should be able to work really well. For and then sure. that is a thing you could sell to every e-com site in the world because every e-com site wants lower returns. Every every apparel, every fashion brand wants lower returns. The way they can do that is by getting the perfect fit for people. What's uh? Do you want to talk about Rewind or the Clav Clavio thing? Yeah. Oh, uh, one last thing on the Facebook thing. I think, but here's a, my random prediction. In 10 to 15 years, Facebook is going to be, Facebook, the, like Meta, is going to own the largest work platform. So I think that they're going to be the the Zoom, the whatever, because this experience where it looks like you could feel like you're in the same room as a person and you can pull up 
you know, PowerPoints together. You can do all that stuff without like video conferencing. I think that's uh, whoever does that right is going to take over the, the the work call space. And I don't see who could do it better than Facebook at this point because they have such a lead as far as the tech goes. So I think we'll look back. We'll tell our kids, yeah, Facebook back in the day used to be about sharing, uh, you know, photos of your of yourself at parties from college. And they'll be like, what? The thing I use for work every day? It's like, yeah, that's that's the difference. I think 10 years, it's going to be like that. I have some cash sitting sitting around that I was going to use to pay taxes. Should I just... Uh, Let Mark buy- hold that for you. <laughs> yeah, should, should, should Bank Zuckerberg uh, uh, <laughs> keep an eye on my money for me? <laughs> exactly. You're holding his money. Hey, let's take a quick break to tell you about our sponsor. It is a podcast that we want you to check out. It's called D2C Pod. It's hosted by Ramon Berrios and Blaine Bolas. It is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. And this is a podcast about all things direct-to-consumer, D2C. It's e-commerce stores. It's how you optimize your brand. And they're talking with founders, marketers, and the platform creators about all kinds of things that you need to know for D2C. You know, website conversion, paid ads, Facebook ads, consumer trends, email marketing. If you want to know the stories behind your favorite brands, this podcast is for you. They did an episode recently about scaling creator growth and influencer incentives that I thought was pretty cool. So check it out. Listen to DTC Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, all right. So now <laughs> rewind. So did you see this uh, thing that came out? It was pretty controversial. The, there's a guy or there's two companies that came out with this at the same day, which is, uh, I'll, we'll just say rewind because that's like the one I remember the name of. Um, it's this pendant you wear. So it's like a necklace. Um, it's like, you know, the Angelina Jolie necklace where they, she like was wearing the blood of like a, a small child in Africa or something. Yeah. I don't know what was going on, but like, it was, her, uh, it was worse. It was Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> <Okay>. It was, <laughs> what, what's like the blood is the blood of Billy Bob Thornton, just like motor oil, <laughs> just sweat. So, so there's this pendant that you wear now that basically, I don't know if you saw this, but it can while you're wearing, it's just going to record everything, everything you say, everything that's said to you, it's going to automatically transcribe that and then save it locally on your phone. So that if you're ever wondering like, what did that person say? Or what did my wife ask for groceries? Or did that person incriminate themselves? You can now have that all transcribed and stored for you on your phone. And some people are yeah, like, did that guy reveal where the bodies are? Or not? Yeah. I, I yeah. mean, <laughs> we found out if Adnan Saeed killed that girl or not. Uh, you know, <laughs> he, he wore the rewind pendant. He, he was an early adopter. So there's this. So a bunch of people were dunking on him on Twitter. I think he tweeted out like, I don't know, 1700 people bought the thing on day one, which is not that much. It's like, you know, it's like, you know, maybe that's uh, what is it? 1700. It's like 60 bucks uh, a thing, hundred grand of revenue. On day one, yeah, of, not that good. day one of his thing, not that good. Um, and people, the, the tweet that went viral was like, "Oh, so we're just gonna, we're just gonna be wearing a wire now? Like, oh, that's what's <laughs> up. We're just gonna walk around. We're gonna voluntarily just wear a wire." <laughs> Great tweet, I gotta say. At the same time, the answer is, yeah, yeah. You, you know what? You also carry around a GPS tracker with your location at all times. That also has a microphone on it. You know what? You also do. You have a a camera device on you when you're in the bathroom taking a shit or taking a shower like th- we already have given up privacy everywhere right. and uh the, the 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 line i used in my newsletter i was like um you know privacy is like vegetables and we give it up 
We will we'll happily give it up for just the, the promise of a moment of pleasure or convenience. Well, that because because that's the junk food, and like we just go for the junk food. That's the reality of the situation. Is very few people will opt for vegetables when they have the option for junk food. And if this is tech that can either save you time, give you entertainment, uh, you know, like allow you to to be lazier in some way, people are going to do that. I remember my family, like I had some family members that were like, oh, this vaccine is just for Bill Gates to track us. And I'm like, hey, Uncle Ron, listen, <laughs> he already tracks you. Right. Like he, he already knows. Uncle Ron, I track you with find my eyes. Yeah, <laughs> like, find my friends. Yeah. <laughs> I know where, where you went all day today. You shared your you shared your location <laughs> with me. Like <laughs> he doesn't. Yeah, like remember that twenty three me thing where we sent in our blood. Like it's already being tracked. Okay, like yeah. you're already Bill. Mr. Gates already has everything he needs, yeah, so exactly. he doesn't need to do this. <laughs> um, hey, Ron, you deleted uh, your cookies anytime recently? Yeah, I like, oh, <laughs> forgot to delete my cookies. <laughs> Yeah, so like Bill Gates, he has what he needs. Uh, I will not be wearing this thing. Rewind. I don't wear any wearables because I don't want to be, I want to be tracked less. And this shit just stresses me out. That's surprising to me because I feel like you've done all of the like blood testing, age testing, inject inject random chemicals that some dude on Reddit said, uh, you know, helped him feel stronger. Inject that in your butt. Like on, on one hand, you're willing. I, I'm drug free at the moment. Well, at the moment is the key phrase there. So, and by the way, it feels way less good. <laughs> by the way, hate it. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. Why are you resistant to some of these trackers? But then on other in other cases, you're very into measurement and whatnot. Uh, one, I am kind of like going to the like more pure, whereas like less is more. I don't want I don't want drugs. I don't want my cell phone. I like when I go out. Most of the times, I don't bring a phone. Um, so what? I don't like having my phone on me. Yeah, like when I go out, I won't bring a phone. I have a Tesla, so I could use the directions on my uh, right. on my car. And so, like if I go out, to, like I went out to eat last night, I don't bring a phone. What is that weird? Yeah, yeah. that's very weird. I, I I don't I I won't bring it. So I, I just don't. Bring what happens it if you need to text someone? Or what happens if somebody calls you? What happens if uh, you get bored for three seconds and you need entertainment? What do you do? Yeah, I I don't I I just don't bring a phone. Most places I don't bring a phone. So like if I'm going out on the day for the day on Saturday, I won't have my phone with me. Oh. Um, okay, Mister, I'm better than everybody. <laughs> 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 so you're saying about mental illness? What were you saying? No, I. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I, I just I've gone from like so I used to have a Whoop. I had an Apple Watch. I, the only trackable thing I use is Eight Sleep, and I only use that because it makes my bed cold. But I don't even like right. track any of that. So I don't track anything. I do do the blood work stuff because that's just a fun hobby. But uh, I don't. Yeah, my hobby is like pain. I like getting poked <laughs> with needles. Um, but yeah, I, I don't do any of that stuff. Do you track yourself? Like, do you? I, I like whoop. I just don't want to track any of that shit. I don't care. I'm not. Uh, I'm not a huge tracker. I actually just bought this Ura ring because I uh, I wanted to test my before getting the the surgery for my deviated septum and after. I wanted to see if my sleep improved or not. But normally, I'm not a big tracker. But yeah, I do take my phone places. Uh, yeah, no, I don't track any of that stuff. So I'm not going to be buying this thing. Are you? Um, I'm not going to buy this thing, but I do. If again, it's sort of inevitable. Like, I think if you just track forward in the future, we're going to have, we're going to wear a device on us. That's a camera and a, uh, and a microphone. And we're just going to like, I, which actually brings me to the second Facebook announcement. Did you see the glasses that they, that they had the, the no. new Ray-Ban things? So no, I, but let me pull I, it I had V1 of this. And I've had the spectacles. I've had this. None of them have quite stuck yet. 
But it is kind of amazing. It is kind of amazing. The demo is really cool. He's like, watch this. Like, I can basically live stream, you know, just hands-free. Like, if I'm at something cool or whatever, I want to share this on my Instagram or share this with my friends, I can just uh, push this button on my glasses and it's a camera that's going to capture this. Or if I'm at the park, like, this is a big one for me. I'm at the park with my kids. There's so many of these great moments. And just literally, it sounds stupid. It sounds, like, petty. But, like, the time it takes to, like, get your phone out of your pocket, unlock your phone, get to the camera app, and do it, the moment is gone. And so um, I had these things that these, these Ray-Bans that Facebook made that like, you know, while I'm working out or while I'm with my kids at the park or whatever, I can just quickly just like record anything on the fly and it just grabs the next 15 seconds. It saves it to my phone personally. And then if I wanted to share that, I could. Um, and the video turns out really cool. It's like first person view. So I definitely am excited about this. I think this is a, another like one of these breakthroughs that I'm waiting for. I'm actually less interested in the like, glasses that like show your email to your eyeballs i don't really care so much about that but a camera that's an always on camera um i think is really cool to be able to share cool moments of course there's like the privacy concerns or whatever but i think it's gonna happen and uh I is think it weird that i i trust i tr kind of trust facebook privacy wise is that do you well you know what it is it's kind of like that family member that like actually has like you know they've done some shit but they're like, <laughs> I've known them for 32 years now. Like, you know, like, I guess I just kind of default to them, you know, like at the end of the day, if I'm leaving my keys with somebody, it's the one I've known for 30 years versus, uh, you know, even though they've, they've gotten into some, some sticky spots, but like, I feel like it's a known evil versus an unknown evil in that sense. <laughs> yeah. I kind of trust them for some reason. I, I definitely trust them. Um, but like people in the comments going to hate this because there's still a huge population of people that are like, hate Zuck, hate Facebook, and hate that we we love, we we say we trust Facebook. That's like blasphemous to a lot of people. Anyways, let's move I on. I don't care. All right, listen. So uh, here, let me let me bring up this topic, and I want to hear about your experience with this. So two companies went public in the last couple of weeks. You, probably big fans of both of them. I think you're more fans of one of them. What's it called? Clavio? Clavio? Clavio. Yeah. I, 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 don't it which, Clavio. I don't know how you say it. I call it Clavio. I think it's Clavio. So Clavio, it's sort of like, uh, it does everything. It's email software, but mostly for Shopify folks, right? For e-commerce, yeah. So if you want to send emails, you know, oh, you know, your order is confirmed or things like after somebody comes to my site and I grab their email address, email them every day until they purchase for the rest of their life, you know, that sort of thing. So they went public. Let me see what their market cap is today. They went public. Right now, their market cap is eight or nine billion the founder, when it went public, he owned roughly 40% of the company still, wow. which is amazing. Um, another company went public. This guy um, started, what, what's the guy's name? Started Instacart, you know? I bet you've had uh, run-ins with in, him. Indian guy, Apurva, I think. He uh, seems like a great guy, went public. He only owned 10% about of the business. Um, and what's crazy is I tell people that, I tell people that, your cap table, I think, is the one thing in your company that is irreversible for mistakes. Besides that, most every mistake that you make, most mistakes, not all, most mistakes you can reverse or you can fix. Cap table, the one thing you can't fix. And what's crazy is when I was starting um, a few of my companies, I remember like wanting to raise money and I'm like, oh, what's 10% here? What's 10% there? I'll just make my employee pool. You know what? Most people only make it 10%. We're going to make it 18%. We're gonna go big. If we, if I, if the company succeeds, everyone should succeed. Like I would do these. Like I was really loosey goosey with equity, and that's one of those things now where I look at people. It's like when people tell me, like, "Oh, you got to sign this NDA before I tell you my idea." It's like, "Oh, that's silly. I'm not that. That just shows me proof that you don't know what you're doing." Right. But with with equity, it's actually one of the very few things that's really really important. 
And so the difference between these two um, these two cap tables, the difference between ten percent and forty percent, we're talking like five billion dollars, um, which is yeah, but just a huge. I don't know if it like how much of that is it's a mistake versus one is a capital intensive startup and one is software that's not as capital intensive. Well, both. I think both. So Instacart is. I guess that would be capital intensive. Maybe I actually don't know where that would be. Maybe maybe middle ground of capital intensive. Whereas Clavio, you actually could argue it's also middle because you have to hire lots of engineers, but maybe not. Um, but my point being is, I actually think that people are too willy nilly with their equity early on. Right. And I made that mistake at my first company, uh, and it's a horrible, horrible mistake. One that you cannot recover from. And there's so many examples. I know a guy who sold his company for $3 billion. Or sorry, for $1 billion. He sold it for $980 million. He made $3 bucks from it. Um, <laughs> I swear to God. It was because he's like, we had four co-founders. We got we raised a lot of money. I gave so much equity to employees. It was insane. <laughs> he's like, I lost my share certificates. I just don't know where I put them. Like, <laughs> like what's happening? How is that possible? Um, have you heard the story of how uh, Instacart got into YC? No. So, oh, is that where they went and bought literally every grocery ever at Trader Joe's? <laughs> no, I, I think that might be a different story. That's also probably a good one. But basically, the story is like they. Uh, I think they were uh, like they were trying to apply late, and um, and basically they were like you know we they they were trying to get uh, introduction. All the YC partners were like, "Nah, sorry, it's too late to to get this batch. You get into the next one." Um, Gary Tan, who's now the current president of YC, he was like, "You know, you could submit a late application, but it'll be nearly impossible to get you in." And they're like, "So you're saying there's a chance?" <laughs> like what they they read nearly impossible as possible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Because technically it's true. And um, then they put together the application. They get the reply the next day. No. And so they get rejected. He's like, okay. Um, he's like, how about this? And so he goes, he opens up his uh, the Instacart app and he buys a six, a six pack of beer and he put, sends it to the uh, YC headquarters for Gary Tan. And um, then he tells the driver, hey, this is an important one. Like, text me when you know it's done. Then Gary uh, Gary Tan like calls him. He's like, "Hey, uh, what is this?" And he goes, "This is the thing I was applying with. This is Instacart. I just went on my phone and I ordered you groceries. I ordered you a six pack of beer, and one of our delivery guys dropped it off." And it's the same thing that Jesse Hitzer was saying the other day, where he was like, "The difference between a pitch and a presentation, like the difference between the paper pitch versus getting someone to feel the experience, um, it's that same thing." And so. Gary then emails the partners and he's like, at that point, I think that they called him back and they're like, hey, I can't believe we're doing this. We're, we've never let anyone in this late, but if you're interested, we'd like to have you. And for YC, that means YC owns 7% of this, owns 7 of this company that ended up being worth you know, $6 billion, that one, that one decision, which is also goes to show the power of brand, right? Like YC was not trying, they weren't, it's not like they hunted down Instacart and had the genius, whatever. It's that the founders wanted that YC stamp, that brand so badly that they were willing to like jump through hoops, push through a no to get to a yes. And YC gets to make hundreds of millions of dollars off of it. That's the power of having a brand that people recognize and care about and feel like is going to help their odds of success. Yeah, man, those guys have killed it. And then Paul Graham just 
effed off and lives in England now in the woods writing poetry and playing frisbee with his kids. Yeah, he he booked the win, which nobody does. He's like, cool. I'm out of the race now. I'm going to go enjoy my life. (laughs) Not allowed. (laughs) More MFM in just a minute. First, let me tell you about one of the joys in my life, and that is a virtual assistant. You know, here's the scenario. I'm running my companies. I spend 30% of my time just doing random bullshit. The stuff that has to get done, but it's not creativity. It doesn't require me and it doesn't add a bunch of value to the business. It's just stuff. And so that stuff is what a virtual assistant does. So having a virtual assistant is a no-brainer, whether it's travel booking, email inbox, or just knocking stuff off your personal to-do list that would have just lingered there forever. I think it's a no-brainer. If you're a business owner, you should definitely do it. I think one of the best places to find an assistant is Shepard. So go to supportshepherd.com. Super affordable. It's something that um, you know you don't need to have the biggest business ever, be the biggest big shot in order to afford it. So it's amazing. Go to supportshepherd.com, check them out, and tell them I sent you. They'll take good care of you if you do that. So supportshepherd.com, check it out. All right, let's get back to the pod. Uh, uh, which one do you want to do? Yeah. Okay. So th- I don't even know really why this fascinates me, but it does. So this is a little primer for this. Uh, do you know what the Indian Hollywood is called? Bollywood. Bollywood. Correct. T- you, you know, that's the hundred dollar question. Okay. Here's the $200 question. Do you know that in, do you know that Bollywood is the second biggest like kind of movie industry in the world? Yes. Okay, good. There you go. That's a freebie. Now, what you don't know, what you probably don't know, is that the that Bollywood like is the a famous bit people. The, the famous people in Bollywood are like the are the most famous people on earth, aren't they? It's like George Clooney times ten. Yeah, exactly. So like Shah Rukh Khan or Amitabh Bachchan, these guys are like gods. Meaning, if they get the flu or they get sick, there's thousands of people standing outside their building with candles, like being like, "Take my health!" Uh, like you know, you, you can't die. And the reason why is that the stars in India. It's not like so. It's not like George Clooney. So George Clooney will come onto the scene in his 20s, but he hasn't really made it yet. There's 30s, he becomes a star. And by his 40s, he's kind of on the way out. He plays a couple roles of old guys and he's done. These guys in India, it's like, you get picked when you're 20, they're like, you're the star. And the movie is going to make you look like James Bond. Like, you're, you're only cool. Everybody loves you and you're the best. And that's the role. And then people watch that movie like, this guy's the best. Then that same guy will be the hero in movies for the next 30 to 40 years. Got it. Like, He'll be 50 and he'll be like, he's the big man on campus at college. And it's like, what? This guy's 50 and he's playing that role type of thing. And and like, you know, but the girl in the movie will be in her 20s and he'll be in his 40s or 50s. But he's like the, the hero, the stud. And so Dude, don't, don't don't the movies even have intermissions. Aren't they like three hour long movies? Yeah, yeah. There's a halftime where you go and like eat. Um, it's pretty great. Honestly, that's a that's a that's something that every movie should do. Uh, the other thing about movies in India, all music in India comes from the movies. So every movie is a musical. That's weird. And then every mu- every, every <laughs> song comes from a movie. <laughs> so, and so like, there's no like hit song that's not in the movies. <laughs> it's like all one pie, right? So it's like the center of culture. Okay, so why does that matter? Why am I telling you all about this? Well, because one thing has really changed. And once I realized that, I was like, if that changed, that's going to cause a whole bunch of other changes. And here's the change. So most of these Indian stars that I'm talking about when they're in their twenties and their thirties, they look like your boy. Their body was a little, a little round. It was, it was a little soft. It was a normal person's body. And all of a sudden these guys turned 50 and they're now absolutely shredded. Every Jack city, Jack city, every single movie star now, like this guy, Ranveer Singh. So basically they're all jacked. 
And they all went from normal looking people, normal humans to 55 year olds with 12 packs. And uh, so if you think about that, you're like, okay, whatever, who cares? These guys discovered like testosterone and HGH and like dieting and working out. Cool. But there's like a carry on effect. Again, these guys are gods. They're heroes in India. So now I met up with this. uh, Sony has a, a, has a cousin who's like in India. This guy's 12 years old. The last time he came to visit America, all he cared about was like video games. Cause he's like, Oh, I love playing video games. Video games are amazing as any 10 year old cares about. And the second thing he cared about was like going to target. <laughs> he's like, Oh, Walmart. Can I go to Walmart? Can I go to target? Cause he had seen like, you know, Mr. Beast giving away $10,000 at a, at a Walmart. And he's like, Oh my God, I can't wait to go. That's my dude. My- Revere Singh looks like Wolverine. Yeah, exactly. And if you go look at this guy like five years ago or seven years ago, when he's like got his, you know, 10 years ago, when he got his break in movies, like did not look anything like this. So Anyways, now the guy came to visit and I was like, so like, what's your favorite video game now? You want to go to Walmart, buddy? And he's like, no, you have a gym. And I was like, yeah, but like, you're a kid. What do you mean? And he's like, he started going to the gym twice a day at my house. And all he wanted to talk about was the gym. And I was like, huh? I was like, oh, of course. Like all the movie stars got shredded. That became the new male ideal standard. And so of course, now everybody there is on like a fitness kick. Which made me think, who's making protein powder in India? And so I went deep on this and I started looking up. I was like, if, if fitness is now the thing, if getting shredded is now the thing, the whole supplements and fitness industry that we have here is going to translate over there. It's going to be rebuilt overnight and it's going to be 10 times bigger, right? Because and India doesn't seem people. like a supplement. They don't seem like they don't seem like a supplement culture until, as of now. Until these guys, if you go look at these guys' Instagram profile and they're like, this is the, my favorite peanut butter. I could eat that other peanut butter and get fat. But if I eat this peanut butter, I get fit. Sure enough, that thing's selling like hotcakes. I ordered some from India. It just arrived in like a giant styrofoam container. Um, and I was like, and so now you see that whole industry blowing up. And I, I would love to, I'm a little bit far away from it, right? Like I'm not like in the scene, so it's hard for me to participate. But I'm looking, I'm on the hunt for finding the right investment that is in the Indian fitness scene because it is a necessary consequence of the movie stars getting shredded. Anyways, that's my and Indian, Indian food rank. is. If you had to make a ranking of <laughs> cuisine of one to diabetes like, <laughs> uh, of like <laughs> cuisine that's set up to make you look amazing naked, uh, Indian food would not be at the top of that list. There's you know, like maybe like, Mexican food, like avocados, meat, rice. All right, great. You've heard about the Mediterranean diet. You've never yeah, heard like, about the Bollywood diet. <laughs> where's like the fried cheese and coconut milk diet? You know what I mean? Like it's not exactly set up to like, you know, like what is it? Naan and ghee? Is that yeah, is that yeah, uh, it's just bread like, and butter, rice, curries. bread and butter and fried cheese? <laughs> like it's not it's not entirely set up to make you look good in the nude. So that's good. The Indians, uh, maybe now they're going to understand macros and they're going to stay in the, the need for protein. <laughs> exactly. And I went and I looked up the Indian fitness influencers on Instagram. Cause I was like, Oh, there's going to be fitness influencers. Who are they? These guys have like 12 million, 20 million followers. Whereas like the same person in the U S market will have like 800,000 to a million or 2 million just because there's so many more people. And people in India are like absolutely addicted to the Facebook ecosystem of apps. Like WhatsApp is everything. The second best thing to WhatsApp, Instagram, you know, like what's behind that Facebook. And like, that's just like, that's the internet there, you know? And you know that you've had some success. India has had some success in the Olympics recently. The four by four, the four, the four by four hundred meter dash with the 
India got like second or third at the World Championships. The most recent gold medal. Are you medals, joking or is that real? It's real. Because we used to have like a like a archer or something like that, like a shooter. That was like the only guy who was even no, close to the um, um, The guy who won the Olympics and the World Championships and the javelin, Indian guy. Wow. Uh, and he looks great. He looks he looks like a he looks like a like you want to look like he's him. been eating uh, eating some of that protein peanut butter. No, the uh, Indians are doing good in track and field lately. Um, and so it, and by like lately, I mean like last year. And it's like the only time an Indian has ever done half decent in track. Well, and field, I mean, it's and amazing. Really good. If you look at soccer, there's like no Indian players. You look at basketball, there's no Indian players. There's like none. Zero. It's crazy. I've never seen like a six foot eight Indian. <laughs> no, they Have exist. You? Trust me. A billion people. Uh, you're going <laughs> to the bell curve. Like, when you have a billion people under the area of the bell curve, you're gonna get you're gonna get people that are that are tall. There's one guy actually; he's on the Kings uh, like development team, Simbul Hari, seven seven two or something like that. I've seen giants in from every country. I don't remember seeing a <laughs> a, a six foot eight Indian guy with a thirty five inch vert. I've never seen that. That I've never so, seen. Yes, you're correct. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of Indian things. Uh, our boy, uh, Anand from CB Insights, by the way, he came on here and we were just talking about cap table. He's only raised, I think, eight or $10 million. There's a rumor. I told him I'm going to talk. I go, I'm going to talk about this on the pod, but don't tell me anything. I'm just reading this article that I read. There's a rumor that they're about to sell for $800 million. Um, so our guest, Anand, that would be impressive. pretty cool if they did. We, yeah, on the pod, that, I remember we were like, this thing's got to be worth 300, 400 million. And he was like, you know, non-committal about it, but I think he probably knew it was worth more than that. In the article, it said they're doing eighty million in revenue, so ten x um, revenue. Ten so x revenue. That would be pretty amazing. I mean, I would. I if I had a bet, I bet he owns half the company, so he would make many hundreds of millions of dollars. Right. Uh, that would be huge. And as a reminder, if, if people didn't see that episode, you should go because he's an idea machine. So the episode we did with Anand is awesome because he has like fifty startup ideas that we went through and reacted to. As well as he tells the story of his father passed away and his father owned a chemical plant in India. And he's running CB Insights, a tech startup in, in America that's doing well. And then he just was like, I have to deal with this. Like my father passed away. There's a plant. There's like 100 people working there. And so he goes to India and he learns how to run this plant while running CB Insights. And he and like gives it to the employees, it. I think. Yeah, he stabilizes it gives, and then like... Created like some equity plan or whatever, and then and then bounced. But really, kind of amazing story. Do you think that life? Do you think that life for Anand? Let's say he sells. Let's say that he I, I, he lives in New Jersey. So let's just say that he pays half in taxes. Let's say that he owns half the company, so he makes four hundred million dollars. Let's say that he walks away with three hundred million. Do you think that there's a difference in life from three hundred million and fifty million? Not really. Yeah, I don't think so either. Not really. You know, I, I would imagine after 50, he can buy it the jet change. instead of rent the jet. You know, like, well, what, what's the difference? What, what, what is he going to do? Yeah, I don't think it matters. Now, I, what I will say is, like, it's all relative to the person. So, like, you know, Mike Tyson found a way to spend $100 million, right? Like, you know, people could find a way to spend. But then also, Elon took, you know, a couple hundred million bucks and used it to fund his own crazy moonshot bets that nobody else would do, right? So, like, for Elon, the difference between 50 and 250 or whatever million dollars was the difference of Tesla and SpaceX existing versus maybe they wouldn't have um, or surviving when maybe they wouldn't have because he was able to put the money in. So I guess to the right person, yes. But for 99.9% of people, no. Yeah, I don't think it makes any difference. I, Chamath had a good episode on uh, 
on uh, All In, and he goes, after 50 million, it made zero difference. Like I had that, uh, I could acquire everything I wanted to at 50. Right. And anything else, he was like, it was like stakes and basketball teams, but that means zero difference. That's just like at a business expense. When, um, um, whenever I hear stuff like this, like when people are like, you know, oh, you know, money doesn't make you that happy, or like, you know, after this amount doesn't really do anything for you, it's like, yeah, you're probably right, but I'm just going to check. <laughs> yeah, I would like to find out. I'd like to find I'm out. Gonna go ahead <laughs> and, I'm going to go ahead and test for myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I think that all the time as well. Uh, Ari, we did this episode where someone like asked me, like, what was it like uh, after making a little bit? And I was like, it feels this way and this way, but you should go and figure it out on your own. Right. You should, you should, you should double check my math. Naval had a great thing because, like, Naval's like the like um, you know the wise uh, guy in the in the in the the tech and business ecosystem, and you would think that somebody who's so wise and as like you know sort of enlightened is going to just be like you know what like uh, it's not what matters, and he does say it's not the main thing that matters. He's like you know the the real goal is um, you know a strong mind, a strong body, and a house full of love. But he's like, you know, nobody wants to hear that. And he goes, the easiest way to escape the rat race is just to win. And then let it, then you can let it go. If that's far easier than trying to convince you not to play. <laughs> I was like, that is practical wisdom. He's like, it won't make you significantly happier, but you're not going to believe me until you do it yourself. So go ahead and get after it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I love that. Practical wisdom. Um, you want to do any more of these? We, we can do one more. Uh, do you want to do? You want to do this Metropolis thing or IMG? Well, let's do Metropolis. So I don't know much. I don't know too much about this, but I think that it's pretty wild. What did you see? So we both got interested. I did a little bit of research, but basically, there's a startup that the the the, the founder he originally had a company called I think Park Me, and it was just like an app that told you where parking spot was spots were and he ended up selling it but it wasn't like a home run of a success i think like they got their money back plus a little bit something like that then he goes on and he's like i did this all wrong i have to think about this as an investor and we have to like acquire parking lots and we're going to create technology that makes it easy so you don't need to like uh you don't need to scan in when you go and pay at a parking lot we're just going to be able to track your car automatically he's been doing this for a couple years and he just bought a parking lot like a, a company that owns a bunch of parking lots for $1.1 billion. And I saw that and I was like, all right, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> yeah, the same thing caught my eye. The guy made like a, there's like a billion dollar acquisition or something like that. What I thought was the story is that, so there's this one blueprint of business that's a very good blueprint. This is the blueprint that Constellation Software uses, which is vertical SaaS. What is vertical SaaS? Vertical SaaS is how... Um, Oh, there's a, you know, every golf club in the country needs some golf club booking management system so people can book their tea times and then they can rent their clubs and then they can, you know, have a membership and whatever. And there's some person out there that made some software, sold it to some golf clubs. And what a company like Constellation will do is they're like, perfect. Because that software is not going to be like, you know, Microsoft is not going to go compete in that market. Facebook and Google are not going to go compete in that market. Honestly, nobody really is going to compete in this market. And if there, if there is someone, it's, it's kind of so fragmented that as they start to get momentum, they get to one, two, three million dollars of annual revenue. We'll just buy them. And then we'll own all of the golf club software systems. Uh, or sorry, golf, uh, like golf, uh, what, what do you call them? Like the members club or whatever, whatever it's called. Um, but basically vertical SaaS software. 
And so same thing for dentists and same thing for um, whatever rent, you know, uh, industrial rentals or whatever. So vertical SaaS has been a very, very lucrative play, especially if you roll them up. So have you been to Constellation's website, by the way? Uh, not they like give no. you like <laughs> they give you like five categories of like businesses they own. You click on like, all right, this this one of five. And then they give you like a list of 10. You click on one of the 10. <laughs> but it's they own so many businesses that they're basically linking to other companies that own other companies, meaning like we own this holding company which owns holding companies in these five categories. And like you have to click through four different websites to actually see the name of a company. So they must own hundreds or even thousands of small software businesses. It has acquired over 500 businesses since being founded. Um, they, I think they make offers to like hundreds of, soft, uh, hundreds of companies every year, if not a thousand companies a year or something like that. To, to give an example, so... Jonas. Jonas is one of these five. Uh, they have six groups. So six groups. Jonas is one of the groups. And it says they do hospitality, clubs and resorts, spas and fitness, construction, payments, moving and storage. You click it. And it says, so you go to Jonas Software and it says, we're a family of vertical market software companies. And then they own 140 just under the Jonas umbrella. <laughs> it's crazy, right? In 40 different markets. <laughs> It's crazy. It's it's a it's a really wild setup they have. And uh, if you haven't ever gone and read uh, Mark Leonard's letters, uh, definitely like you know worth it. Worth, that's like getting an MBA. It's go go through and read all of his annual letters. You know, uh, for the last like twenty five years or whatever. Very interesting guy. Very interesting company. We've talked about Constellation before. But what's interesting is, I thought like it seemed like that was the blueprint. You just buy vertical SaaS companies and you roll them up. What this parking guy is doing is basically took the vertical SaaS and then was like, cool, let's just own all the lots too. Let's make a vertical company that's not just SaaS. It's got SaaS on the top, but underneath it is the real estate and the actual like, um, you know, the brick and mortar underneath so that we can um, like forget trying to sell our software to these guys and try to convince these old school parking operators that they should use our thing because it's more efficient. We'll just buy it from them in the inefficient state and then use our software to make it more efficient. And um, so it seems like a pretty big bet if I understood it correctly. But I, honestly, I didn't do t a ton of research. It's just what I understood from the tweet. They paid $1.7 for a company that owns parking lots. Yeah. It's a lot. Impressive. That's huge, right? Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, do we want to wrap there? Yeah, let's wrap it up. All right. That's a pot. I feel like I can rule the world. I know I can be what I want to. I put my all in it like no days off On the road, let's travel, never looking back like